I grew up in a chalet, so it's a bit of a chalet. You know, it's a cabin. Did you build this yourself? Uh, no, a carpenter. He calls himself a five-shed family, right? That He's built all their little cabins and sheds. And I always think they're the most beautiful ones that I've seen. They've got little verandas and they're very kind of accommodating for a human experience. So this was made, uh, it was built last summer, about a year ago. Literally about a year ago we started it, yeah. Is this typical then of a type of cabin that he will build for oh, people? Oh yeah, yeah. It's got a low-pitched roof with a high wall, yeah? So you've got good proportions inside. And he always does these wany edge things, you know, this sort of freehand jigsaw, curvy edges. And it's got a turf roof and it's lap board, so it's all local. I bought it off a local guy, a friend of mine. So most of the structure is local wood. So the outside is larch, the boards. You see the wany edge there? Yeah. I've got, I've got coving, basically, you know, and it's to cover where the boards join. It's double light, so it's got um, lap board, larch lap board on the outside. It's got uh, upright panelling on the inside, and then in between the two layers is two inches of wool insulation. So it's brilliant. And I've, I've got a handmade fire. I had this made for the space because it's behind the door and everything. And I've got the sofa this end. So I've got the firebox on the end with the window. And I've got an oven on the side behind the front door. So I, I can cook. See, you, I can cook and boil water for the washing up. You know, just when you light the fire. So in the winter, I stopped using the gas so much because I could just use this. So it's, and it's got hot plates. I had to get a friend to put this flue in because um, who obviously built the house, he won't have a hole in the roof because it's got a pond liner and the turf roof. We have to have the chimney coming out of the wall. <laughs> so it's got all these corners and angles. So it's all built for the space, and I've got the slate. There's two inches of slate there. That's the, the hearth. Cauldron, you know, cold scuttle, and loads of kettles. I've got my granny's Arga kettle for washing up, you know, that sort of thing. Foundation. No foundation, just sitting on blocks on okay. the ground. It's totally, um, you could pick it up and put it on the back of a lorry. Would you call it a tiny home? Yes. It's tiny. It doesn't have space for a bathroom. You know, it's just got the living room kitchen and a bit of bedroom. And it's got that high bed. So I've got my wardrobe and all my chest of drawers and everything under the bed because mm. you haven't really got the space. Um, and I don't really have a cloakroom, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I might, might extend the veranda and have a, um, I might extend it so I can have a bit of a larder and a bit of a cloakroom, you know, on the outside. But uh, currently it's got a back door and a front door 
and sec it's secondhand doors and windows. So we built the cabin around the doors and windows that I collected first. So it was all planned around the doors and windows that we had and my dresser, which was sitting in storage for 10 years, which was like, I have to use my dresser. So it had to go in. So that's why it fits in there because it was actually built around it. So the kitchen window was my mum's. She had her windows replaced. That's the last one. My brother had, brother had the rest for his um, little glass house who built the cabin, gave me the front door and the side dining room window that opens as well. The kitchen window opens and the side window opens. And then I got four windows off Facebook Marketplace from Milford for 40 quid and they're like extra wide double glazed and they don't mist up in the winter they don't get frosty or anything they're really good windows and I got all four for 40 quid but we built the whole thing around that we planned it you know it had to be seven by four it's that size it fits in that and I got the orientation because after we moved the caravan last year I stayed here for two or three weeks in May while I was waiting to move into the property I was moving into because it was all locked down and everything was on hold and I, I parked the bus there. So I camped there in the bus with the cat and I worked out the orientation. The fire had to be on this side because of the downdraft from the bank and the pitch, you know, the angle to get the late sun you know you actually get the morning sun on the veranda and it comes in the kitchen window and then it comes all the way round and you get it coming in at the side so you get you know the south facing is the other side but there's even though this is facing north the front door is facing north you actually get a lot of light there and everything it's really lovely how much did it cost to build then oh well and we did it in a bit of a hurry. It wasn't like collecting, you know, it was about 12 grand. Great. It was four weeks' work for two people. I ended up here because of COVID. I moved in, I was supposed to be moving into a house sit. And I had to wait 10 extra weeks to move in. So I had a practice camping in the bus with the cat right in that spot last May, a year ago. Have you lived off-grid a lot? Well, I grew up in a chalet. So we were. it was like this. When I grew up, you could hear everything outside. You know, it was, it was chalet. It was like you're closer to the ground. My first home was a caravan. There's a picture in there of my first home, my caravan. And you're kind of, your, you know, your your conservatory is the field. You know, you've got indoor, outdoor. And I've always had my bus for backup. You know, I, I won't, I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable or safe without my bus. And I've got, right, I've got backup, you know. I, so I've, last year, I lived in the bus two or three times in between the houses and waiting for this because um, when the landlady was staying then in the house and I couldn't sleep for five weeks and I was working intensively and I just I got to the point where I was like I can't handle it anymore 
and I just packed a bag and the cat and came and stayed in the bus in the wood, slept like a baby and waited for the cabin to be finished. Why is this way of life attractive to you? Because I think I grew up like this. I think this is my family. I, a lot of my family live small in caravans or small homes, tiny homes, that sort of thing, and closer to the ground. You know, my grandmother was a botanist. My grandfather was a bird man and he opened up the uh, footpaths and did a lot of work with the you know, conservationists and RSPB and everything. And it's like where it's ground. I, I, I can't handle houses. I can't do boxes. I go a bit stir crazy in concrete. You know, I find it very energetically isolating. Um, I'm quite energy sensitive. I'm doing an energy course now, energy healing and shamanic practice. And I've done lots of other sort of healing work through my life. So I'm, I'm a bit of an energy reader. I'm energy sensitive. And um, my dad always says he sleeps like a baby when he's in the yurt or in, in his caravan, you know, because there's no wires. You've no, got no circuits around you and no mains. And, you know, you, you can feel the quiet. It's peaceful here. I feel at home, I feel relaxed, and I feel safe. You know, it's weird, in the wood, in the dark, on your own, with the owls and all the little voles and the foxes and the badgers and everything, I feel safe here. This is where I feel safe. In a big city, on the street or whatever, with, you know, houses and you know, blind corners and all that. I can't, I I don't feel safe there. Here, I'm totally, I leave the door open, walk outside without a torch, you know, walk around barefoot, you know, you just like, I feel safe here, this is home. I asked you if you were happy here and you said it felt like home for the first time in your life since you were 12. Oh yeah, it's because I've been moving so much and I always wanted my own place. So this is like my own place. And you're 50 now? Yeah. And does it have electric inside? It does. I've got two, see that, two solar panels. So I've got 500 watts. <laughs> the garden shed caravan houses the inverter and, all, you know, the wiring. And then it's got a wire runs to the house and I can switch it off in the house. You know, there's a so that I can charge it up and then just use... I mean, I went through the winter with fairy lights and candles because there was very little power, but I'm going to move the solar panels up the bank for more light in the winter. But, yeah, it's totally run on solar. And round the back of a cabin, I can see a bath that you're going to use to wash in out, out, out of doors. Um, but how have you... Do you have a bathroom right now? How do you wash normally? Do you catwash? The kitchen sink. Great. So my if you my windowsill in the kitchen is like the bathroom. So I've got my toothbrush and my toothpaste and my flannels and everything, I've got bowls and so I wash my hair in a bowl and I boil the kettles 
and I just yeah I just strip wash and flannel wash and you know occasionally I've got um I've got a like a place I can go for a dip in the river there's like a plunge pool where the river comes down it goes round this corner and it creates this really deep pool and it's oh my god it's beautiful the sun comes in there I'm going to build a little deck and a bench there and it's like you you can just go for a dip at the end of the day there it's not very far away 150 yards so something and you've got a compost toilet yes yes just a long drop and you said you've got a spring coming as well i've got this the old spring up there which i've just had fixed and capped because i had a problem with overflow in the winter and there was overflow from the farmer's field going in the top of the spring so I've had it all cleaned up and capped now so it's all clean and tidy but I have got a British Birkerfield water filter so that because I did get a bug from the runoff and it wasn't a pleasant experience so I've learnt my lesson now I've fixed the spring capped it and I've got a water filter to get rid of the bugs and so you're complete now, it sounds like. You're really pretty much sorted. Yeah, I'm just... I'm planting food. I've bought loads of fruit and nut trees. And I want to develop it as a permaculture forest garden. So that it's just... It just generates food as well as wood. Because at the moment I've got wood and water... And I just need it to generate food as well. I'm going to have bees. Um, my my cousin does bees. And he's splitting one of his hives. And I'm just waiting for him to bring... A, I'm going to have a hive. I've got a meadow over there by the river. And I'm going to set the hive up there. Is there anything you'd have done differently now? after the whole experience of building it? Well, I could well have done more preparation, but because I sort of ended up here, you know, I was built, we were building the cabin and it was just going to be a cabin here for, you know, use when you're here. But I ended up staying here accidentally. So none of this prep was done. So now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, right, I've got to do this now and I've got to do that. I need a bit more power. I've got to sort out my water. You know, you have to do all... And I'm getting the logs going again so that I've got an annual cycle of log cutting. Is there any other type of tiny home you considered or was this the only style? No. We bought the materials from our local friendly woodcutter so hemlock that's what it is western hemlock so the interior is the western hemlock the exterior is the larch and i've got a lot of the structural stuff as well uh the frame is so and the you know the the turf is from the local turf come so you just go and there we've got an eco building supplies so i got all the wool insulation from the eco building company so it's you know the windows are second-hand local. You know, I got the back door from a friend of mine. It's all 
you know, you kind of build with the materials that you've got to the spec that you're trying to achieve. 